0: CryptoTalkradio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. First up, I want to apologize for any of our value tribe members that may be listening to our recording here live. Um, I had just bought a popcorn maker and lost track of time and It decided to wrap up right when I needed to record this. So I wanted to make sure that I gave a little bit more time so you didn't hear all the noise and the beeping. Plus, I could also taste what I was doing. And what I found is that it's not really that good at certain functions. It does great for the popcorn itself, but just some of the functions that are trying to be fancy don't work very well. Just There's a story behind this, and that's the bulk of my update. So this, the model is a stir crazy. If you ever heard of it, it was actually something I first encountered. My dad had one way back when I was a little boy and <clears throat> the story, and all my friends used to laugh about it. My dad would take a whole stick of butter he just toss it in there. Cause you're supposed to use like oil. He would just take a whole stick of butter, toss it in there to broke popcorn every single time, like on clockwork and he would do it like every day. And so I remember distinctly remember the stir crazy. This model it's not the same. It's not as durable as the one. That one was heavy. This is really plasticky stuff. It's not as easy to handle. And it has this gimmick where it's supposed to drip the butter directly down onto the popcorn. Well, it doesn't work at all. So I don't know what they were, th- I, I know what they were thinking. Use the steam and melt the butter and it drips down to do, do that. That don't work. Um, so th- this time I just took the stick of butter. I took basically three tablespoons, tossed it inside the grill, just like my dad did back in the days. I worked magically and it tasted fantastic. So I had to get the taste test out of the way. And then I have some bacon because it's part of the diet that was about to turn off right when, you know, start beeping off right when I went live. So I just pushed back and we're good now separately on my endeavors, right? So the first one had a really good call today. Very good. I was very happy because the, the one person who was in my way causing grief is out of my way. I haven't had to hear from him he's just out of the way which is good don't know how long it'll last but i was told by the manager that basically he they're seeing that yeah this this guy's just having issues no matter what we do with him it's not me i'm showing up and i'm doing all sorts of great stuff to make this a better solution to where I, there's less time investment that's the goal we still have a lot of new stuff on deck but it's going good that first endeavor The only thing now is they don't pay me it's not their fault it's the contact it doesn't pay me when i want to be but the rate's still good, and I'm going to have another invoice here at the end of this week. There's some thousands due already, and then this one will add another thousand, set of thousands, so it's a, it's a thing. And then I got to watch out for freaking Halloween, which is a different story. Second endeavor. I build crazy amounts of hours this week, folks. If that check is going to be salivating. Um, It's a lot of money, and the, the guy is cool that I work under. He's a cool dude. He's just like, yeah, put the hours. Do, do, do. And so... He doesn't shrug about how many hours I book. And I try to be studious, obviously. But the thing is, it's it's a lot of money. So now, and that one pays every week. So I get a deposit every single week like clockwork. This will be the first check that's a full check. And I'm absolutely excite, excited because now that fills the gap of the first client where I don't have to worry about it so much. And money flows the way I want, hopefully to get me quicker out of freaking Nevada. I do have to go to a conference, though, in the first week of November, I'll still be recording the podcast cause I'll be at home, but that I have to spend like three freaking thousand dollars to go to this conference. I have to ask if the first client's willing to comp that third client gave me an outreach. They seem to think that everything's done and dusted and I'll be starting Monday, this coming Monday. There's an onboard. I hate that garbage, but it's all right. And then I, again, I think I mentioned, I talked to the manager and he's a cool guy and it seems like they really want me there, but I told him I'm not doing your on-call brother Ain't gonna work. Uh, and so we got to fix that. And, Get things smooth, because in order for me to balance all three, I need to make sure that I control my own stuff. And if it ain't going to work, then we might as well separate. And it seems like they don't want me to do that. So things are good on the Endeavor side, at least for now. Now I just got to put up, uh, print my sign for keeping kids away from my house for Halloween. And we'll be good and ready to go for November. And hopefully I'll have enough money in November to get the heck out of Nevada, wrap it all up, and go from there. For now, let's go ahead and get into our news. We've got a couple of bits and bolts to go through on the news side. Nothing major. And we'll wrap this up pretty quick today. Talking prices right up front, we're seeing that they are still in the red. Um, we haven't had the bullish sentiment. There's actually a couple of news updates I got here in a minute about some theories going around about this. But Ethereum is still hovering near that 1300 mark, which isn't bad. It didn't completely crap. And it, it briefly went up to 1310, went back down to 1271. That's not bad at all means it's holding strong and it's testing its bottom resistance. And hopefully we can hold the line long enough for a run later on. Bitcoin's still hovering around the 19,000 mark. Briefly dipped beneath 19,000, but recovered. It's also testing a bottom resistance. There are some theories running around social media that Bitcoin may not be able to hold its roughly 19,000 bottom resistance. If it doesn't, that means it's going to go on down. And the next level, I believe, is somewhere around 13,000, 12,000. And this is freaking some people out. So you're going to see that there's some bearish chatter floating around various forms of social media. The idea that this could go even lower. Now, of course, and I know I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you to do a thing. I'm trying to allay a concern. Number one, which is that everything that you're confident in, whatever that is, if you get to the point where the price goes to a level, you should treat it as an opportunity, as a discount, like you would do at the store. If there was something you wanted to buy and it was discounted, let's say the, PS5, which nobody can buy. But let's say you could, it was in the store, and its retail price is $4.99. I'm making up a number. If it's $4.99 and you see there's a discount and it's $3.99, you're going to treat it as, oh, that's pretty cool because if you wanted one, you're going to scoop that up, dude, dude, right? So I believe cryptocurrency in general should work largely the same way. If it's something you believe in, if it's something that you want, treat it as a discount. This is a mind shift. It's hard for people to change their mind into this concept that it's a discount, it's an opportunity to get into something that was out of reach from a price perspective. Because remember, the psychological impact of, I want one of a thing at least, whole numbers, has not changed. People still want whole numbers of a thing. This is normal, natural, expected. Don't feel bad that, okay, I only hold fractions of a Satoshi for a thing. It doesn't feel normal, right? Because fiat doesn't work that way, really. Obviously, you have quarters and pennies and nickels, et cetera, in the US dollar, But most people want whole dollars. That's what you are trained to do in that world. And so since we pegged fiat into cryptocurrency, it's acceptable that you would want to have more of a thing. Where I think it's hard for some people is that some of these garbage tokens with, you know, billions and billions and trillions and trillions and quadrillions and quadrillions and six trillions of 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 supply have conditioned people to think that twenty dollars for, you know, 10 trillion of a thing is going to make you rich and it's not except in the most outlier of situations. So the reality is that you do want to look at the core coins as where the wealth's going to come back in. I know some YouTube folks and whatnot will disagree emphatically with what I said, but we've seen it time and again, year over year, every time we have these types of bear periods or so-called crashes, it's the core coins that recover faster simply because that's where the mass wealth is. Your big players of the world You know, even Jim Cramer, to some degree, they're they're going after the Bitcoins and the Ethereums, et cetera. They're not going after the garbage. They don't see a reason. Even Doge, which is a main, it, it, it doesn't get as much attention as the Bitcoin always will. So I'm not telling you what to do. I'm saying, if you believe in whichever cryptocurrency that we're talking about, ultimately treat everything as a discount. That means that you have to shift your mind into it's losing and treat it as this is an opportunity to buy in If it's something that you had your eye on to buy into, now is your chance to jump on that and take it as a discount opportunity to buy something that was previously out of price reach. Cardano, ADA, transactions have grown significantly, has now become the third largest NFT network. This is surprising, obviously, because Ethereum is kind of number one, always has been, will be. We saw briefly that Solana was having some traffic on the NFT side. We saw that Polygon had a little bit, but not a lot. And so now seeing Cardano get into NFTs, what this possibly means is that you could see more traffic, heavy traffic on the Cardano network, which makes the price possibly go up. I'm not saying that it will, I'm saying that it's possible. Because once you start getting into NFT traffic and the transactions, remember, Cardano is dirt cheap to do transactions. So as opposed to the, you know, sometimes hundreds of dollars of gas, you know, on the Ethereum side and the, Absolute instability of the Solana network, as an example, or being brought to its knees by a garbage sunflower game. Cardano hasn't had those issues, at least as of yet. So Cardano, as I've said, I've always been bullish on it. It just I've been told that their leader is an idiot. Okay, <laughs> but I still watch it from a distance. So although I don't believe in NFTs, it creates an investment opportunity because I can watch the price. It has peaked at about three, maybe four dollars per coins. So that's not too bad. Currently, it's hovering around. I want to say like 40 cents, 50 cents range, which isn't bad as a buy-in price point. Obviously, it's not going to make you a super millionaire in any short period of time, but if we do hit a bull run, we might see Cardano start to overtake some of these other ones if it's able, if it's true that they're able to do good stuff, irrespective of an idiot for a leader. Shib Shiba Inu. A whale moved basically 3 trillion shib recently. Here's the thing. SHIB has a significant amount of whales in it. They are largely keeping the dang thing afloat at this point because it's been losing volume. It's been losing its price. It's been losing holders. But the whales seem to still hold it. This is significantly large now. This is millions of dollars worth of SHIB that's been moved approximately $34 million. I'm saying this and calling this out because it means one of two things it means either this whale is still confident and they're just shifting wallets around which is whatever or they're about to get out of it and it may cause a major dump. So if you're in shib, I think it's something you might want to keep an eye on because it's going to potentially affect what you're going to do. XRP, Ripple. XRP has was not able to hold its bottom resistance, got rejected, is trending slightly down. It's not a major down, but it is trending slightly down from the 48 cent mark. This is after what was believed to be a bullish sentiment. And now the theory is that if you fall too much lower to go down to roughly about the 38 cent mark and still test the resistance there. So it's not a complete crap out, but it's unexpected because people suspected that the wins against the SEC would cause a bull run for XRP. That has not happened. Mostly, I believe, my theory, mostly the reason for that is because of all the different chatter from the government agencies about cryptocurrency crackdowns, which goes to my next news update about regulations the theory in the industry is that if we don't self regulate as in stop going out to the garbage stop going out to let's fucking go to and speak with our money better and treat certain projects as as credible versus other ones and stop praising founders until the industry stops doing that all it's going to do is entice the various governments to start cracking down on cryptocurrency as i've talked about and i believe it would start with the stable coins With the stable coins, it basically is your gate to getting any fiat. So that would preclude you from getting your fiat out of it if we cannot self-regulate. The key is, can we self-regulate to keep the government out of our business? And uh, as as a call to action, we have to stop the kids who say the word jeet and say the word keck from infesting it. And we have to stop the YOLO framework, the FOMO framework, and all these other trends that happened we have to stop people going after Schillers we have to stop all these things we've been doing that are causing the government to try to want to protect everybody because that's why they're doing it they think they're protecting you and the truth is they're going to limit your ability to get any wealth this is the only opportunity to get any sort of long-term wealth unfortunately if the government gets involved as you well know from the stock market it just makes it that much harder you'd already have to have thousands of dollars to be able to make a couple more thousands of dollars I don't think that's what anybody wants. Speaking of breaking below support, Solana also broke its bottom support of $30. Solana, of course, was as high as like $300-something-ish. This is the lowest that it's been, is below the $30 mark. And it struggled mostly because of the disruptions that it had, but also because of the general bearish sentiment that's going on right now. So do I think something's wrong with Solana? Yes, because they can't seem to keep the network stable. However, this appears to be just for this one-off bear situation that's going on related that's just kind of making it worse Shib struggling underneath it xrp struggling underneath it ethereum struggling they're all struggling right now solana is a unique case because they've got kind of this stacked effect going against them where they just can't seem to keep their almost almost use the uh, derogatory term keep their uh urinary thing pointed at the sky i'll just say that the last bit of update news eth proof of work eth w I did a high-level mention about this garbage. Um, it was what branched off when Ethereum went proof of stake. And they said, we want to keep proof of work. We think there's something here. And I said, I don't think it'll last, last. I think it'll have the temporary pumps, and I don't think it'll last. Because I believe that it's the exception to the rule. I don't think that people really want this. They're just jumping out the hype of proof of work. Well, it's crashed by about a whopping 11%. This one had unreasonable pumps, and now it's already crapped which is not unusual to me. I didn't think it was going to last very long uh, because, again, it's like jumping on the height. And I think certain investors are getting smart to the tricks used by some of these tokens to take people's money where they're smarter about their investments. At least I hope that's the case anyway. So big picture, I'm not suggesting that there's anything wrong with POW. I just simply said, I don't think it'll last, at least right now. I think there's other things happening that are causing a negative sentiment in general cryptocurrency where they're not getting those kinds of gains the other one that had a little bit of loss was terra luna classic terra luna classic's down roughly about eight percent people started wondering if there's anything wrong there's we're starting to hear those voices it's a crap it's a scam it's garbage it's a do 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 and the truth is i've said it multiple times and i don't know how many times i have to keep saying it i said way back when this started that luna classic is one of those manager hoping situations It's one of those where you're not going to get an immediate win and that we've conditioned. This is the problem with cryptocurrency. We've conditioned these kids to say the word jeet to expect that something will go to the moon, doot, 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 instead of helping people understand that the vast majority of these are long plays, assuming they're legit. We know Luna Classic's legit because it's its its own blockchain. It's a community-owned blockchain. It does not have this significant disruption. It doesn't have sketchy devs like the car salesman on Seifu. It's actually a legitimate project. But it dropped a lot of value and it printed a lot of tokens, coins. So until we deal with both those situations, it's a long play. And certain people have been conditioned when they hear the news about a burn and they hear news about this and that, they don't understand that some of these mechanics will still take a long time to actually bear fruit. You're not going to see something happen immediately after a burn gets turned on, even if it's Binance doing it. Same thing with ETH Proof of Work. I'm simply saying a lot of this is because we have conditioned these kids to say the word Jeet to expect quick wins, all based on what happened with Shib, which is an aberration. For anybody listening to my show, I'm simply telling you, I, you it's hard, right? There's the temptation. I got you. It's hard. You've got to condition yourself to understand everything is a long play now, everything will take a long time. Or you can be the gambler and go after the garbage tokens and try to capitalize on the main gain. Just to understand that whatever you invest in there, you have basically 100% risk of losing it because they're garbage tokens. Or you understand that everything else is a long play and it's gonna be possibly years before it bears any fruit. That's just the nature of it, which is why I say don't stare at grass because it's just gonna stress you out for no real reason. It's up to you. I can't tell you what to do with your money. I'm telling you that the bear sentiment we see right now. We should be seeing some bull run. We're not seeing it yet. There's a lot of disruptive factors and we have to see what happens in November, which is coming really close to see if we get a blowout, which I believe personally should cause some pump, but I could get it wrong. Ultimately, everything's a long play. You just don't know. And I don't want people getting so-called wrecked because they decided to YOLO into some garbage. At the same time, if it's a solid project, you shouldn't expect quick wins. There may be pumps at times. You should take profits if you can. Sometimes you have to wait for those profits. That's normal. It's natural. And the basically the door to a healthier life cycle around this cryptocurrency business is not to let it stress you out. Don't expect to be made rich. Simply sit on it as an investment. And at some point it may become a thing. Make sure you choose the right investments that are less likely to rip you off because that's really what we're talking about. Make sure you're not YOLOing into said because it should be money you can be okay losing and you don't think about it. I think what stresses a lot of people is they're putting more money than they're supposed to. As a result, when it doesn't go the way they want, they feel like, okay, either I lost all my money or I'm not, you know, my bills are due and I need the money now. That's why you shouldn't invest more money than you can afford to lose because everything is a law in play and or a risk. It's up to you to make that decision. I can't do it for you. I'm saying in my mind, everything is normal that I see. And I look at some of these where it's a project I trust as a discount opportunity to buy a little bit more, buy a little bit more, buy a little bit more in the confidence that at some point they should go on a run. And at worst, I can take profits when that happens. That's my strategy. You've got to come up with your own. All I can do is kind of guide in the thought process. Don't treat everything as trying to be a millionaire overnight. We're long past those days. Those days were too risky and we need to get away from the casino mindset because we certainly don't want the government in our business in that regard. That'll do it. For today's Crypto Talk Radio episode, I want to thank you for listening today. We know you've got choices. Cryptotalkradio.net, if you would, we would appreciate. At the very top, we have a contact form. Fill that out. Let us know what your thoughts are. If we're doing great or something you don't like, we always love to hear from our listeners. If you don't mind spreading the word, we would also appreciate that. If you think other people would benefit from the type of coverage that we do, we work hard to try to be different than every other type of podcaster or YouTuber that's out there. So hopefully we're on track with that. Finally, our YouTube channel, of course, is at Basic Cryptonomics, if you want to find us on there. Those are dedicated, specific, exclusive types of episodes, so you'll hear things there that you won't hear on the podcast and vice versa. Check us out there for more quick and dirty coverages. Until next time, take care.